Hey there, it's Jules and Elizabeth, and you're listening to Spaghetti Heads. So our first reality recap. We thought I'm it would waiting be, for this day. We thought it would be the Bachelorette, and to my dismay, we had to settle for some other trash. But that's not what we're talking about today. So okay. yesterday we were with some friends that listened to the podcast, and um, a friend of mine asked for a mm. shout out, and so we're just gonna say that. Today's episode is brought to you all by my friend Kyle. We've all got one. It's our first ad. <laughs> so there it is, Kyle. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. um, so anybody with need for some kind of mediocre garbage entertainment and a subscription to Netflix, you may have seen Married at First Sight come up on your feed as an option of something to watch. Um, so I thought, what the hell? The Bachelorette was postponed. This is, this is close enough. And I watched it. Um, and Elizabeth watched it. And we're going to chat about it today because I was actually pretty interested by the concept. So, yeah, this is season nine. And it's really funny because the guy that is the like main narrator on the show... You know, it's like the first episode and it's like, this is season nine of Married at First Sight. We've had four successful Married at First Sight couples. Like, let's be clear. This is at least, this is like about 30, I think. Yeah, I think that would be about 30 couples that they've paired up, give or take. I guess they go to different cities every year because they were all about, like, this season we're in Charlotte. And, like, they kept saying that, so I assume it's not always in Charlotte. Right. Um, they had, I think they said 59,000 people applied to do Stop. this. Stop. Which, <gasps> that's what I'm, I mean, what's the population of Charlotte? It's way more than 59,000. But well, yeah. still, that seemed like a lot of people that would sign up to do something like this. Or they interview, like, hundreds of people that make it through the initial application process. Um, after they – or they don't – they do, like, workshops, apparently, with them. Like, workshops and questionnaires, like, all day long. And then they uh, do one-on-one interviews with 50 people. And then from there, there are other steps that lead them to selecting – for this season, it was four couples that they paired up that they thought would be compatible. They go on a honeymoon. They – pause rewind they pick four couples these couples don't even lay eyes on each other until the bride's walking down the aisle it's hilarious it's very bizarre it's very very bizarre um and then so after they get married they go on a honeymoon like immediately apparently almost um and then they live together in like a neutral zone and then after eight weeks they have to decide if they want to get married or they get a divorce And I want to pause here, too, because they, in the first few episodes, they, you know, they're like, this is a legal marriage. The only way out is divorce. But then you know that the network. But then there's a decision day. There's a decision day, and there's no way they just, like, leave them high and dry. Like, I think there's a big difference between, like, two random people on the street 
just getting married at first sight and then literally the only way being you know the only way to get out of it being divorced because neither one of those people has any guidance or like what are they doing or maybe any way to compensate that like financially but it seems as if with this it may still be that they have a legal divorce like I don't know do you have a record of that like I don't know I was actually thinking about this too because I and maybe Julie you can give me more detail because me and Matt haven't gotten our marriage license yet um but I feel like you can get your marriage license, but it's not legally binding until a notary signs it. Does your notary have to sign it on the day that the ceremony takes place? Or can they just sign it at a later date within the time period? Like, don't you have like 90 days or 60 days or something to get it notarized once you've You have been like married? 90 days or 60 days to mail the signed document mm. back in. And you do, I don't remember exactly, but I think... When we went in to get our marriage license, we do you do tell them what your wedding date is. Okay. So you're like, do they date it for that date though? They date it for that day, and then you have 90 days from that day to mail it in. So maybe it's just. Maybe they just don't sign. They it. just don't, like, I don't. You know, know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just trying to think of, from a network perspective, how they would be doing that, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, but then that's not divorce, and that's just like you were never married. But they and their could whole just be thing lying is like they could be saying lying. that it's divorce, and it's yeah, just that they never were married I don't know sorry I'm ruining the magic no no I mean you're not wrong I didn't even think about that I mean it is within like the 90 days um unless it's like right at the six weeks or eight eight two months eight weeks and then what's the difference between a divorce and an annulment oh that's a question for your sister I don't know I'll text her really quick um I want to say annulments the law between annulments, I think, varies state to state, and you can only get an annulment under certain circumstances and under a certain period of time. And I think an annulment, and like I said, Katie will actually know the answer to this question, but I think that an annulment means that, like, it's treated as if the marriage never happened. So it's basically just, like, taking your marriage certificate and, like, there's no, like, legal negotiation of assets or money or anything, and whereas a divorce, like, is, like, an official... I don't know. Katie oh, I just better. asked her when she texts back. Okay. Right now. Um, another interesting thing about this is that there are three hosts of the show. So, and one of them was apparently new this season. So there's Dr. Pepper Schwartz, Dr. Pepper. Just, I, they call her Dr. It's Pepper the entire one. show. Um, so there's Dr. Pepper Schwartz. There's Pastor Cal Robertson. He is a marriage counselor and also calls himself a relationship expert, but he has no like education tied to his title. So I think it's funny that he's like, I'm a relationship expert. And it's like, in what manner, Pastor Cal? Um, he might be though. I don't know. Probably his wife is very happy with him. Like he's probably a lovely husband. Yeah. Um, and then the newest panel member of the panel of experts is Dr. Viviana Cole. Um, she's a doctor of marriage and family therapy. She's got her doctorate in marriage and family therapy she's a dmft so um those are kind of the three people that like conduct the interviews and they're the three people that make the selections for the couples another thing i find interesting is all three of them consistently refer to this as you know like on the bachelor it's like this journey they they call it an experiment like i know i did notice that yeah so it It gave me me it gave me love is blind feels when they started doing that yeah, I mean, it literally, I think, to them is an actual experiment, especially for Dr. Pepper. She probably, like, loves this. Um, 
and maybe it's going to be part of like a thesis that she writes in like five years like who knows she's probably just collecting data and like ruining lives in the in the, in the wake of it all so um or maybe making people happy i don't know we'll find out we'll find out uh at the end of this who uh stayed together and who did not so uh like we said the selection process kind of begins with an all-day workshop reviews the questionnaires and then 50 people get selected from there to have one-on-one -on -one interviews um so 25 women and 25 men and they kind of cover four major um like subject matters i guess you could say that i think they think are the biggest things when it comes to compatibility and success in a relationship so it's sex spiritual evaluation physical preferences, and a personal history evaluation. I would say if you have to narrow it down to four, then yeah, because there's other subjects that would be covered in those themes, but yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think that you're right. I mean, it seems like before they didn't have a sex therapist and like, I mean, that is a big part of like marriage. So it, it is, it is very important, you know, um, in a marriage. So I, I see why they would spend so much time talking about it. Um, they ask each person, like I have some examples of some of the questions they ask. And it's funny because some of these, I feel like I could talk on. And then some of them, and some of them are like black and white, yes or no questions. Some of them I would find kind of hard to answer. So like the first question that Dr. Viviana asked all of them is how do you feel about sex? It's like so broad and so general. I suspect that they do this because they do ask a few open-ended questions. They do this to see how self-aware the people they're interviewing are. And I think there's a shock factor to it as well. Yeah. Um, tell me about your spiritual background was one. I think most people could kind of answer that. Um, have you ever dated outside of your race was one of the questions that they asked. And that's like a black and white, you know, answer, yes or no. They asked them um, any physical attributes that are a deal breaker, which I would also find hard to answer. But I, and I don't have a whole lot of dating experience. I'm married now, but I only ever had like two serious relationships, one of which being the man that I married. So in my in my limited dating experience, like looks were never the priority to me. Right. So I don't know if I have physical attributes that are deal breaker, but some of the things people said were surprising or not even surprising, I, but like kind of almost comical. I don't know. I can't, I'm having a hard time remembering what they were I know some girls were like I like guys that are buff and like very well built and then there was one girl I was cracking up she was like I either like them to be built and like very very muscular or a dad bod I don't want in between yeah I saw that <laughs> she made me laugh I was like yeah relatable I get that um there was one girl that was like I'm really bothered if a guy has skinnier legs than me which it, it's just funny because it's just that, like, I don't think about that. Like, I don't think about physical attributes that are deal breakers. But like I said, I've had such a limited dating experience. I bet you if I was someone that was still dating right now and, like, had gone through a lot of relationships, I would start yeah. to have things that were deal breakers. And, it's and some people have a type, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't. I mean, I never liked blondes. I've literally dated people that look like every you've dated thing. yeah every like guy you've everything. ever dated has been everything across the board you're yeah. absolutely correct i yeah i like dark features yeah i do i do like dark features but then again 
would would a guy that was blonde have been a deal breaker for me? Like, no, that's dumb. But I don't know. Like I said, it's I don't have enough for some people. Yeah, for some people maybe. Um, And then it was funny. One of the questions that really stuck out to me, and I think this one was one that would that a pastor cow asked was who would you like to marry? I would have no idea how to answer that question. Somebody that will make me pizza every Friday. Well, duh. That's a given if you've known me for five seconds. Who would you like to marry? Well, and then here's a funny thing. I started thinking about this. I think if somebody had asked me that question back before I met my husband, I think if you'd asked me that question, the person I described would not would necessarily. Be him. No, I don't think it would. I think it would be. I don't, I don't know. know. I just think Brandon's so perfect for you that it's well, hard to not imagine you describing him to a T. I agree 100% that we are, like, so well matched, it's freaky. Um, but I think – but when I met him, he wasn't necessarily what I was looking for. Oh, my God. That's so true. So, anyways, after they do the interviews to the 25 men, 25 women – They do what they call sociological evaluations, which is where Dr. Pepper does home visits. Um, They, she says she wants to evaluate their employment, success, lifestyle, and their values. She's like looking for overall compatibility when it comes to like livability. She's snooping. She's snooping. She like looks in their underwear drawers. I would, that would for me, not that I even like have anything embarrassing in my house. Well, probably I do, but that would be the hardest thing for me to... To let her do. <sighs> She'd be like, why do you have so much bubble bath? And I'd be like, I'm like, oh, I like I'm to like, be hey. clean. Yeah. <laughs> and she'd be like, you have 15 frozen pizzas in your freezer. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to get heart disease. She'd be like, I see that you have four cases of Trader Joe's Cabernet. They're all in your fridge. I'd be like, Is yep. everything okay? I'd be like, I'd be yep. like it's Tuesday. Would you like a glass, Dr. Pepper? <laughs> so some of the things she finds are, are interesting. We're really not going to get into it, but um, a surprising amount of these um, couples own, or not couples, these individuals own very, very nice homes. Some of them, some of them like have roommates and like whatever, but like a couple of them have like these really nice houses. One of them being Greg, who ends up being one of the people that's selected. Oh, my God. Her bedroom house. Literally, his house is so nice. And he's like, Charlotte. Yeah, just, wait, just wait. Amazing. Until I move in. Um, and he owns a math learning center. So good for him. Like, Greg, you deserve it. You're doing good. But remind me, how many homes did she go to do a home visit to? I don't remember how many they showed on TV. It insinuated that she does all 50. That's what That's what was suggested when they were like, when the narrator was like talking about what she was doing, but it didn't show 50 and it showed probably, it probably showed footage from like 12 home visits total. So like six guys and six girls. Um, so I'm not really sure, but in the end they do, they sit down and they, they choose four couples that they're going to tell them that they're married at first sight. So they pick Deanna and Greg Diana's whole deal is that she's been single for 10 years. Ugh, stresses um, me out. Are you pouring yourself another glass of wine? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Is that too I'm much? almost... No, it... Well, 
it just reminded me that I need to drink faster. So Deanna's do you want been, some um, through the phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deanna's been single for 10 years. Greg was engaged, but he broke it off like two years ago. Uh, and then they pair together Iris and Keith. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. So let's oh pause for a second and just, Iris uh, was, in my opinion, just an absolute gem. Angel on the, earth. Like literally the prettiest person I've ever Love seen her. in my entire life. She's so adorable. She is a 27 year old virgin, which cheers for you, bitch. Like good yes. for you. Oh. Um, she also seems like she's not like stuck up and annoying though. Um, she she looks like, like someone fun. you would see on America's Next Top Model circa, like, 2003, but that Absolutely. would, like, have a really good head on her shoulders, and yes. she would get eliminated too soon. But Tyra would have been really proud of her, though. And she oh, would have gone sure. home. She would have gone home with a good attitude. Yeah, like, she she's would have. Like, she's so pretty and seems so sweet. They pair her with Keith. And, okay, Keith is a smoke show. Oh, God. He is a very attractive guy. So, like, physically. I'm sweating. Physically, they're like, I mean, Barbie and Ken all day long. Just a, the most beautiful pairing. Um, Keith, and this is like just me maybe having like a bias. I, I got worried about Keith because I'm like, he's too good looking to be nice. And that's terrible to say. You're like, where's his bad side? I'm like, where is he? When is he going to be an asshole? Because right. he's so attractive. Like, how is he like so nice and so kind? But he's legitimately so nice. He is like a mentor. Um, Iris and Keith both work in like nonprofits and stuff. They kind of have like that in common. Iris also has um, a really like strong faith and like, you know, she's like all about her faith. Deanna But she's Greg, not, she's not like. She doesn't seem like it. She, I'm trying to think of how to put this in a, in a, the correct way. She's not like, um, straight edge. Right? Is that the no, right way to say that? Yeah, I think she's yeah. not straight edge. I think that she's, like, chill. It, um, I think she mentioned at one point she doesn't really drink that often, but then we'll get back to that because on the honeymoon, she was, it like, does seem like some she, champs. Yeah. yeah, it seems like she drank, like, one night. So she's a cutie. Like, it seems like she just, like, you know, is lax on the alcohol, which I probably should be. Um, right. And, you know, she just wanted to wait till marriage to have sex because of her faith, and, like, good for her. I'm not proud a big of deal. her for that. Um, also mentioned Deanna and Greg both put that, like, having somebody that was a Christian and, like, shared their Christian faith was a deal breaker, and they both are. Yeah. So that's really good for them. Um, and then Iris. Iris must have not put it as a deal breaker because Keith is n- isn't – he's not against it. And, like, he's very respectful of, like, Iris's faith throughout it, but he's not – doesn't seem like it's as important to him. So If I, I remember it- correctly, her response was something along the lines of, like, it's very important to me, and as long as my future spouse respects the importance – you know, and yeah. and has somewhat of a background in the same faith, yeah. then I'm good. And it seems like he does. Yeah. Um, he's very respectful of her throughout the entire series, which I appreciate. Um, then there's Amber and Matt. Amber is like a third grade English teacher. Is that a thing? Eighth, eighth grade. grade. Eighth grade, sorry. Eighth grade English teacher. Matt was, he's an ex-pro basketball player, but he plays overseas. Yeah, I, I was asking Matt about that. I'm not really sure what that means, but whatever. He's looking for a career change and a wife. Um, there's Travels really not, all the time. He's a super nomad. Super nomad, right. Um, there's not a whole lot more to say about Amber and Matt other than Matt's like 
six five and Amber's like five three. So it that's looks kind like of he's adorable. kidnapping her every time they leave the house. A little bit. Um, and they're both very into like an active lifestyle, and that was important to both of them in the interviews too. And then we get to, and I'm not going to call her Elizabeth because it's going to get confusing. We're going to call her Beth because she also says that's what she prefers to be called. So we get to Beth and Jamie. Beth and Jamie both have very strong personalities. Um, They both have, or they like really want like the finer things in life. Like Beth owns a condo in downtown Charlotte that looks like a very nice condo. Um, I think Jamie had a home, if I can remember correctly. He had like a single family home. But they, yeah, they both kind of have what they refer to as like high standards for like what they want in life. Uh, Jamie is dubbed as like Mr. Picky. Personally, I don't think that he brings enough to the table to be able to be picky. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, earlier when you said he had a strong strong, um, personality in my head, I was like, does he? Because he acts like he doesn't until he does. Yeah, and, like, I have a strong personality. So a strong personality is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, It's just, you know, it has its positives and its negatives just like anything else does. And they both have very strong personalities, which I think can go one of two ways in a relationship, whether it's a friendship or a, you know, romantic partnership. Having two people with a strong personality either works really, really, really well or goes the other way. So it'll be interesting to see, you know what that does for them um so basically the experts they pick these four couples they go to each person and they're like we have a match for you you're engaged and it's like really uncomfortable to walk to the mall especially the girls be like I'm engaged I have a fiance and it's like you don't even know who this person is you don't know who this person is and like I genuinely think that's the other funny thing about this 100% think the people that they picked, like, legitimately wanted to give this a try. Um, So they take each person. They go tuck shopping and wedding dress shopping. They all go. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So the girls, like, they pick, like, a bridal shop in in Charlotte. They all go to the same shop. They go and they take their families and they buy dresses and the guys get their tuxes. Now, remember, there's eight weeks from start to finish. These girls are buying sample gowns. Oh, for, for sure. sure. They were not fitted. They're shopping up. Yes. They that they nothing, were not fitted. That made me more upset than literally anything else on this show is how poorly the women's wedding dresses fit them. They are never going to get another chance. They, they got one. They probably got one fitting, and it was that day. They had to buy the sample gown, and then they took one. They did one fitting of them, and then they were like, all right, you're done. And they were not fit perfectly to them. They all fit so badly, and it made me very sad for them. Um, I wish everyone could see Julie's face right now. It's just a pet peeve of mine, especially when they're too big, actually. Um, I don't know. But anyways, and they were all like a little too big on these women. And then the men pick their tuxes and they all have a wedding day. And I don't know what the timeline. I mean, it's got to have been like within seven days. So at the beginning of the week, they were at a, you know, that, that is, that blows my mind. That I blows mean, my mind. They start their week in Ugh. like a cheap ballroom. And that was, I want to point out something else. I was so shocked. They knew that this was going to be on TV and they didn't, 
there was no pipe and drape. There was no I'm uplining. Crying. There was I'm no crying because I had the same thought. It's like, you know this is going to be They were sitting at six-foot tables with spandex cloths. Like, yes. I couldn't. I couldn't. And I'm like, <laughs> this does not look like you give a shit what it's going to look like on TV. It was sad. It literally... <laughs> Could have been the Radisson. I don't know. Like, it just was very... It was weird. So, they start the week off there. End of the week, they're they're on their wedding day. All the weddings happen at the same venue. And I question whether or not they weren't all on the same day. Oh, I was watching the sun. Like, the timing of the sun and, like, where the sun was at each reception and rehearsal... Or, um, reception and ceremony. It was... I think they did two a day. You think it was two a day? I think yeah. it was two a day because there were two that had receptions at night and there were two that had receptions in the day. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. They probably filmed it on like a Thursday and a Friday or Yeah, or like something. a Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they all have their weddings. There's nothing really that eventful other than that Keith's mom. Well, Iris like love her, but she like blows it up to everyone about why her dress is white, which I was annoyed by that as well. Keith's mom's, Keith's mother seems way too concerned that Iris is a virgin. It's like she knows her son is a good lay and she's like, my boy needs it. Yeah. It's almost creepy. And I also want to point out the whole virginity thing. Why is this such a big deal? Oh my God. It's not a big deal. And like, and, and maybe, maybe somebody can enlighten us on this and like explain why they think it's such a big deal. But I mean, Keith is very respectful to Iris about her virginity, like, throughout the entire thing. But he does mention, like, the responsibility of of basically taking someone's virginity. And it's, like, having all that, like, responsibility. And it's, like, well, you'd be married. And then, like, I don't know. It's just very weird. It's very, very weird to me that he he does seem concerned. Not concerned, but it, it's, like, there's too much concern going into it at all i think like she wanted to make it a big deal in the sense of like celebrating it and like you should oh yeah any goal that you set for yourself that you meet you should celebrate like that's just for literally anything so they you know they have their wedding day their freaking thing probably from start to finish is probably like two hours it's probably like a very sad like i don't see anyone dancing like it's like whatever well no Um, one knows each other yeah no one knows each other it's all very weird they have like their wedding night nothing happens for anybody on the wedding night um but they all seem, like, cute. They all seem like they're getting along really well, actually. They all seem surprisingly comfortable around each other, like they've known each other a long time. Which I think must just be product How of... How quickly they connected, probably. Well, yeah, it's it's a it's the product of the matchmaking, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, they all are, like, fairly compatible. Um, and then they find out, like... The next morning, they meet each other's in-laws. They spend, like, I think another night in the honeymoon suite. They spend, like, two nights in there. So the second night, they find out that the next day, they're all going on a honeymoon to Antigua. Antigua? Antigua. Antigua. You know they had a workshop that was, how do I pronounce the place we're going for a honeymoon? Because every single person said Antigua instead of Antigua. It killed me. It is Antigua, right? It is. I have a feeling because Lifetime was, like, probably paying their VCB. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Um, so they all go to Antigua. Of course, all four couples go to the same place. It's like, a, it's, and you know what? It just made me think of like 
It wasn't even sandals. It wasn't even sandals, but it makes me think of everybody I know that went on their honeymoon to sandals, which like go good for Props you. Like to it's, you because it's, it's an a deal. Inclusive. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds very relaxing. But almost everybody I know that went on a honeymoon to sandals like ran into people they knew that got married. And I was like, hey, <gasps> yeah, no. I know that happened to a couple people. Um, which is why we went to Sonoma in the off season, so we would not run into anyone. Um, but I mean, sandals does sound great. Also, hashtag not an ad. Um, but it does sound like it's a deal and it's beautiful. So, and everybody I know that ever went on their honeymoon to sandals had an amazing time. But this, not gonna lie, we considered it. Yeah, I mean, now we're just looking for a refund. You're like, now we just need our money back. <laughs> um, they all go on this honeymoon. And nothing like really eventful happens, like for the most part. There's like a few like majorly eventful things, mostly with one couple in particular, and we'll get to it. But it just it just seems like maybe it was like five days of like going to Pig Island and like going on a catamaran and you know, they didn't go to Pig Island. That's not a thing in Antigua. Oh, maybe they just went to an island. That's the Bahamas. (laughs) Okay, so it was just an island. It was literally just an island, and okay, they were like, so what do you no, want to do today? And there were no pigs on it. Okay, good. Glad <laughs> they, they were like volleyball all yeah. day. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> um, one major thing, like, did happen with one of the couples. I have such a problem with this. Um, so, Beth and Jamie get into a I fight. I can't. And essentially, like, the source of the fight is, I guess... All four of the couples had gotten together to, like, play some volleyball or something. I don't know. And then Beth was like, I'm standing in gross. I'm going to go take a shower. She goes back up to take a shower. And then, like, I guess Jamie is, like, she gets out of the shower. And then she's, like, hanging around the their room for, like, three hours. And he's, like, nowhere to be found. Then he comes back three hours later. And she just attacks him. Now, here's my thing. You do not talk to people you, you, you don't go, I know you're emotional and I get you're upset. The proper way to have handled this would have been like, Jamie, I felt hurt when I came up to get a shower and then I came back down and I didn't know where you were and I felt lonely because I would have liked to go get lunch with you, but I ended up having to have lunch with myself. And then Jamie could have been like, oh my gosh, I did not mean to make you feel hurt and lonely. We just had a miscommunication. I thought that you like wanted some alone time. So, cause mind you, these people don't know each other. So it seems like to me to be an honest miscommunication and she attacked him. And this is my first sign that they, that probably unfortunately Elizabeth and Jamie will not work out long-term. Um, Cause that's just not sustainable communication. Have you looked at their, have you looked at their Instagram? I have not looked at their Instagram. So don't, don't tell me what happens. Sorry, Copper. Just had a moment. Um, so, that's like just like one major piece of drama that happens on the honeymoon. Amber and Matt consummate their marriage and she's like all about it. She's all excited. Jamie and Beth also consummate their marriage and they're all about it, about it and excited. Deanna and Greg do not. Deanna and Greg are really sweet and they seem very compatible. She's having just a little bit of trouble with the intimacy thing and like the love like, them. attraction. Yeah but, they, yeah, but they seem like the slow and steady wins the race kind. Um, and then Iris and Keith are absolutely adorable. Like I cannot get enough of them. Obviously Iris is taking her time with the physical stuff. Um, and yeah, but I mean, all four of them seem like generally happy when they leave their honeymoon. So they get back to Charlotte, they visit each other's homes just so they can like see each other's homes. And then the show puts them each in like a neutral, like apartment type living 
I thought that was weird. Um, yeah, I did too a little bit, but I wonder if it's I because... would be so pissed if I had to pack up all my shit and yeah. go to an apartment. I don't know why. There must be a reason. Well, remember, okay, remember that it's an experiment. True. So they probably did have to keep a lot of this stuff. I mean, controlled. everything. Controlled. The venue, the where the honeymoon was, and then their, their live-in study had to each be in, like, identical, like, controlled environments. Right. They want, I think they wanted to study, like, how the couples just got along, like, just based on their compatibility that, like, That's you know, fair. not really yeah. as much the outside factors. Um, so they are living together in these apartments. And I don't know. And maybe you can speak, like, a little bit more to this. Because, to be honest, the show really started to lose my attention at this point. But I do know that there was some tension with Beth and Jamie and then with Amber and Matt. And I didn't notice as much tension with the other two. So, um, did you, did you watch the middle episodes? Some. Okay, so I watched... I had it on in the background while I cleaned my house. I watched every single episode, um, and, like, I'm not proud of it. Let's just (laughs) say that. Um, so tension between Amber and Matt was when there was one evening that Amber just, or Matt just didn't come home. And she started getting anxiety, which, like, I don't blame you, homegirl. Yeah. And she went through his bedside table and found his wedding ring. So, like, clearly he wasn't oh, wearing no. it. Oh, Yikes. So yeah, she I was, remember like, that being a thing. Right. So she was, like, concerned and, like, upset, understandably. He comes home the next day. He's not wearing his wedding ring. And they, like, make up. And he's, like, sorry, lost track of time. Like, I worked out. Then I went to a buddy's house. And, like, we just watched the game. Then I just crashed there. And then, like... Later, you find out, like, the day before decision day, she's staying with her friend Raven, and he's like, I didn't want to tell you this, but, like, you're struggling with your decision, so I feel like I'm obligated to tell you. That night, I saw him out at a bar with a girl, and he left with her. Yeah, so I remember I remember that being discussed. Do you discussed. remember that? Well, I just remember it being talked about on the decision day episode. Yeah. So that was the tension between Amber and Matt was, like, his... Like, because he, there was, like, two nights, I think, that he just didn't come home. Or, like, there was two instances that were just, like, uncomfortable. And then... And I, I remember seeing footage of Jamie and Beth having arguments that are... Yeah. Absolutely so, horrendous. Oh, terrifying. So, I guess... I just don't know why they fought. So, the beginning of it, from my perspective, and again, like, the things can be edited, right? So, it's it's a reality TV, so they're going to try to make things as entertaining as possible. But from what my perspective was, they had, they consummated a lot in Antigua, and then they got back, continued to do so, and I guess she got a UTI and asked if they could just, like, pause on the sex, and he was not okay with it, and saying that, he, that she was, like, withholding him from... His, like, things he needed to do, basically. Ooh, that really is icky, and I hate that. And then he told her, he said, you act like you're a sexual being, but you're really not. And she was like, you don't think I'm a sexual being because I got a UTI, and I just wanted to, like, pause for a week? Oh, that's, like, really icky, and I hate everything about that. So that's where the, that's just where the tension started, and then from there, it just kind of escalated, and it was kind of, like, nitpicky, like, every little thing that the other person did, they just got in a fight about, so. 
they they throw the divorce word out there a lot, which Dr. Pepper hones in on. And she's like, do you use that as a threat? And they're like, we use it as a tool. And she's like, what? Yeah, it seems like there's some real, like, I don't know. It, it seems... It's very strong personalities that are being, like, pushed together in a short amount of time. We get to decision day, and basically they, the each couple sits down with the three experts, and they kind of ask each person how they're feeling, and then, you know, Pastor Cal comes out right out and is just like, so. And I don't know who they choose, how they choose who to start with, you know, the guy or the girl, because they seem to, like, switch it up. But they're like, so, so and so, do you want to stay married or do you want to get divorced? So that person answers. And like a very long, like. They, they like provide their reasoning up front. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, so here's my answer. And then the other person responds. So um, Iris and Keith, I believe, go first. And they Mm-mm. ask, who, who was it? I'm pretty sure Deanna and, and Greg go first. So Deanna and Greg and we'll breeze through this one because it's easy and wonderful. They're both really like, cute they're and really together. sweet. Oh, my God. They both want to stay married. And it's just very, like I said, it's, it's very so pure. Slow. It's very pure. It's very slow and steady wins the race, like, with them. Like, you can just tell that they're still very much feeling like they're at the beginning of something, but they want to continue giving it a try. And, like, snaps right. for them. Like, good for them. Love that. Um, then it's potentially maybe Iris and Keith. Yeah. Um. I was surprised I think they, they put them second, honestly, because I feel like they were a crowd favorite. Yeah, and I think they ask Iris Iris first, mm-hmm. and she is all about it. She's like, I'd like to see where this goes. I want to stay married. Then they ask Keith, and Keith does not seem to get a very clear reasoning, but he says that he would like a divorce. And My heart. Iris is oh. crushed, and you can see... I appreciate Dr. Viviana because you can just see the, like, empathy pouring out of her, like, to Iris. Like, Iris is so disappointed. Keith seems to mention, he brings up... Emotional maturity. Emotional maturity, which I don't really think is fair because she's 27. No. No. She seems right on the money to me with her emotional maturity. It seems exactly where it should be. Um, I think it's more about the sex thing for him. Yeah. To be honest, and that sucks because that shouldn't really have been a deal breaker, in my opinion. Um, then we go to Elizabeth and Jamie, I think. Elizabeth and Jamie both decide they want to stay married, even though they mention when, you know, asked, like, how's it been going? How's your relationship? They're both like, oh, yeah, it's gotten pretty toxic. <laughs> and then they're like, so what are you going to do? And they're like, we're going to stay gonna married. We're going to stay married. And I'm not sure if the experts are pleased. I think they might be concerned. Um, but, you know, it's not anybody's job, job to judge anybody else's relationship. And, you know, with the editing, they could have, you know, made things look a lot worse than they were. I don't know. That could be hard to do because it looked pretty bad. It was pretty um, bad. But they choose to stay married. And then Matt and Amber. And basically, long story short, Amber kind of sticks it to him, like, they ask Matt She doesn't first. look him in the eye at all. She doesn't even look him in the eye. They ask Matt what he wants to do first. Matt's, of course, like, I'm sorry. I'd like to give this a try. And Amber's I basically like... I like that you fold my shirts. Yeah. And Amber's basically like, you humiliated me. And no, I'm done. And, um, you know, Matt leaves. And Amber stays behind. And basically, like, 
the experts are like, go you. Like, we're proud of you for, like, sticking up for yourself because, yeah, you don't deserve that. So they seem pretty pleased that they did not stay together. Um, so essentially we've got two yeses and two noes. One no being a shock, I think. I was so shocked about Iris and Keith. I don't know if you were shocked. I was so shocked. Yeah, I was because shocked the whole time he made it seem like he was, like, in it for the long run and, like, yeah. But I will tell you, I felt like I got a spoiler alert when he was on the phone with his mom before he went into the meeting for decision day. Yeah, because what was with his... You know what, though, Iris? You might have dodged a bullet. You might have dodged a bullet. <laughs> that seems like a nightmare you don't that want to That relationship, with. yeah. He really called his mother before going in there. Please, you are a grown-ass adult. Please he was stop. Like, he was like, can I get some words of wisdom or words of encouragement? And she goes, you know, it's a hard day. Like, she's setting the negativity for that yeah, meeting. Yeah, I don't appreciate that. Iris deserves better than that. Iris deserves a mother-in-law who just adores her because also, she's can we can we talk about her outfit going into that that meeting? Because she looked like, she looked like Carrie. She is a She looked like show. Carrie from Sex and the City. She looks amazing she, throughout the entire season. I mean, oh, no, I know, but that, but that outfit in people. particular, she thought that out. I oh, could yeah, tell. she did. She did. Um... I wish she had it posted. She but was, yeah. I've stalked them all on Instagram since. Like, as as the decision days were happening and, like, the decisions were happening, I, like, would pause it and I would, like, look them up on Instagram and, like, see where they were at now. Well, and there was a reunion episode, which I know you said you I didn't, didn't watch. watch it. So, basically, where, we're in, where we end up with that is they sit each couple down individually and they're kind of like, where are you now? Like, what are you thinking? It's pretty clear in the reunion show, and I think it was two months after decision day. That Iris is basically still gaga for Keith, which aren't we all? Like I said, he's so attractive. Yeah. Um, she pretty much puts it out there like, yeah, like, I mean, I'd be open, like, maybe in the future. And Keith, like, puts it out there like, you know, you need – basically telling her, like, get some more sexual experiences, which really bothers me. This bothers me so much. Mm-hmm. I don't <sighs> – Sex is super important in a marriage. Don't get me wrong, but it's not everything. And like with, right. communi- with communication, I fully believe you can make anything work. And I know, I look, I'm not an expert. I've never really understood this whole theory behind like, you got to try it out before, test the car before yeah. you buy it. Because it's I just- test drive. I don't, I think if you have enough physical chemistry with somebody, you don't have to take that last step necessarily. To know that you can have it in your sexual relationship. You know, I think if you want to wait till you're married to have sex, you can have a good married sex life with the right communication. You already know if you have physical chemistry, you don't have to sleep with someone. No. <laughs> like this, like that's what confuses me about this. And I'm not saying you should wait till you get married. I didn't. But like, you know, do whatever is right for you. But for those people that do want to wait, why are we making this such a big deal for them? It's it's very frustrating, and it shouldn't be – it shouldn't have been made into this thing. Like, I don't know why Keith was so hung up on that, and, like, it seems to me like that's why he didn't want to stay married to her. And that bothered me. It made me sad for her, and she deserves better than that. Um, I feel like he was interpreting her lack of experience in the bedroom incorrectly. As, like, lack of mature and, – yeah. and, well, it's like you're not mature because you haven't had sex, and that's right. really unfair. Right. It's extremely unfair. Um, and then, um, Deanna and Greg have 
like made strides in how much they bonded. They're super, super cute. They're very funny. They said they got a puppy. Um, they got a puppy? They are really adorable, getting along great. No problems there. Um, Amber and Matt, she still seems pissed, which, fair. He seems really uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, which, yeah, that's what you get. And then we get to Elizabeth and Jamie. And it is revealed that in the two months since the decision day, they did break up, but then got back together. So there's been a breakup already, like an unofficial breakup. And did they di- get divorced? No, they just like, I guess, separated. They were like, we're breaking up. We're going to get a divorce. It's fine. But then they were like, let's not. and Let's stay married. I think this will happen with them a lot. I think they're going to be paying for a lot of hotel nights throughout their marriage. Um, so then they kind of bring everybody together and they sort of want to know, like, what does everybody think of everything? The general consensus is that everyone is shocked about Iris and Keith and no one's over it. it Like everybody, everybody comments about how they're upset Iris and Keith didn't stay together and people are kind of convinced that they may get back, back together one day. But I don't, I don't get the vibe. Well, I didn't get the vibe from Keith that I got the vibe that both Keith and um, Matt were uncomfortable during the reunion show. I didn't watch it, so. Yeah. Well, Matt always looks uncomfortable. He looks like he's constipated. Yeah, he does all the time. Um. So, yeah. So, okay, where are they now then? So, since you followed them on Instagram. Yeah, so I'm looking on Instagram right now. Um, Deanna and Greg are just adorable. They've got a net for their basil plant on their back porch. Oh my god, love them. That's where they're at. Um, let's see. Beth and Jamie last episode or last post was five days ago. I guess they were doing a some type of um taping of Married at First Sight. Like all of the cast did a reunion. Like oh, all they're of gonna the- ride this train hard. They're oh, for gonna, sure. They're going to go as far as I can with this thing. For sure. And then... Oh, Iris. Freaking doll. And then Keith. Oh, Can I just say that his last name is Manly? Are you serious? Of yeah. course it is. His last name is Manly. Um, so, yeah. Know, but all of his picks, he's just by himself. And then Amber. She is teaching still i think and she did it looks like she is she does like live instagram live things where you can like go on and ask her questions looks like her and a friend mindy shibben who looks like she might be a model based on this photo um did a live thing last week and i don't really care about matt so i'm not gonna look him up no i don't care about him either he doesn't deserve it he doesn't deserve the the recognition. So, so yeah. If you're looking for some trash to watch, um, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I don't know that I recommend it to be honest. Like, guys, <laughs> it honestly drags. But I just I was like, concept. why isn't this over? I know. I like I like I said, I had to start cleaning my house during the episodes because I was like, I can't just sit here and watch this. It's not holding my attention. Um, but the show has a really interesting concept. My sister's trying to call in right now to tell us about annulments. Oh, God. Well, I'm going to send her to voicemail. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) So follow us on Instagram at Spaghetti Heads Podcast. Twitter, Spaghetti underscore Heads. Send us an email at SpaghettiHeadsPodcast at Outlook.com if you have 
thoughts about nice this. things to say or mean things to say i don't I can, send me mean things it's all good so far we have five stars five stars on an apple podcast so thanks we're guys also for gonna reviews. just shout out kyle one more time because i really liked his his i think he wrote I, I think he wrote love it he and was zen he said something about it being zen no he's zen oh what i don't know anyways <laughs> Uh, like, subscribe, share. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.